Welcome to Compassionate Cultures, the podcast. You're about to go on a journey of empathy, understanding and transformation. Get ready to dive into the heart of humanity's most pressing questions with me, Rebecca Hemmings, the CEO of Strawberry Words Training Consultancy and guests. It's time to turn up the volume on kindness and to amplify the voices of minorities that often go unheard. This podcast asks questions like, how can we create workplaces where ethnic minorities thrive without the chains of career stagnation? What if universities were safe havens for all, free from the storm of microaggressions? And how can we bridge the gaps between cultures that have been divided by the walls of bias and ignorance? This is not just a podcast. This is a revolution of empathy. Welcome to Compassionate Cultures, the podcast. Get ready to explore, learn and change the world one compassionate conversation at a time. So we have a podcast with a podcast episode with a difference. Um, So I'm not going to be the host. You won't hear much of my voice at all. Um, I invited a guest who brought a guest along to talk about their experiences being of being black um, in as a student in university. And so uh, that's what you're going to hear. This is a two part episode and they focus primarily on microaggressions, but also more overt forms of racism. But also they talk about what institutions and, and companies can do because they also provide really beautiful examples of when um, situations have gone well, when um, companies have started various initiatives and it's benefited them and people like them. Their voices are their voices, um, but their names and the places at which they study have been omitted just to keep their privacy. Um, so you may hear a beep every now and again. That's what's going on there. It's because, yeah, I just wanted to make sure that they were able to talk freely and not have to think about anything else. Let's put it that way. So I hope you enjoy the episode um, and, you know, do, do, do let us know what your thoughts are. Um, whether it's via our Instagram accounts, whether it's um, through our website, strawberrywords.co.uk. But anyway, let me be quiet and hand you over to uh, my guests. Okay, welcome to the Compassionate Cultures podcast. Thank you so much, Rebecca, for having me on. So it was amazing to know that I could be involved in the organization by hosting this very special podcast in the new brand new Compassionate Cultures podcast series and I'm even more excited that the first one that I'm doing has a guest. I'm here with one of my peers, please introduce yourself. Hi everyone, I'm also really glad to be here so I'm really excited to be here and to speak to you about our experiences. Yes. So today's podcast, we're going to be talking about our experiences in an institution where we are still very much the minority as two black women. And we're going to be talking about feelings of feeling out of place. We did um, an internship placement over the summer as well. So we're going to get into that. We're going to get a bit of the 
um, professional aspect of it as well as the educational aspect of it as well. And we're going to be talking about standout moments we've had and then also talking about what makes a compassionate culture and experiences that we've had of compassionate cultures, whether it's anti-discrimination or inclusivity, um, examples of where people have been real allies and really shown up. And then we're gonna end on just bits of advice, nuggets of advice that we have for people, for organizations and for people who are members of my marginalized communities that we could give advice to as well. So we're just gonna dive straight into it. We're not gonna hold anything back. Um, how was it for you? Well, how's it been for you these past couple years <laughs> navigating those spaces tumultuous I would yeah. say yeah I think that's the word I think um I'm very grateful lucky privileged immensely privileged I think to have an opportunity to study a subject that I love um in an even better place so um I would like to preface by saying that and I think the people that I've met have been amazing but the reason why I say tumultuous is because I think I think very different very very different from where I'm from and I think a lot of other black students working class students minority students can attest to this and it's not just about the difference of being in a different place as well I think the type of interactions that you'll have you, you may not have ever had before um, some can be positive some can be really negative um, as I think we're going to discuss um but I think um, in terms of what's like stuck out to me is either the support I've received or the lack of support. And yeah. I think those, I think when you're a student who's struggling, it can it can be all the difference. But yeah, I think that's how I describe it. Yeah, I know. I agree with that so much. I think that especially when you're in a place where it's already such a intense environment already the baseline is when on top of that it's compounded by having to then also be in a space where there's added pressure because you've either been treated differently or you feel slightly isolated or less included or whatever it is or you feel a pressure on your shoulders or like there's certain stereotypes it amounts to so much more pressure on top of that and it's I think I've noticed definitely where the the support stops at like the conventional pressures that come with being in a high performing environment. And then when there is that extra added support for the fact that you are not only in that environment, but you are a minority in that environment. And I think that that's definitely a big part of it. Do you feel like when you started like when you joined you ever felt like othered or do you think that it was do you think it's gotten better do you think it's gotten worse um yeah I can comment on that so I do remember starting and go through all the motions of like what the average student would go through I think you don't being othered is more of a verb right so like it's an it's something that's being actually done to you I think there's like an element of like being the fact that you're different you can see it in your peers so like for example in my there was there's only like three black girls in my year group 
Um, and yeah, not many like minority students as well. But even with the being othered, I think it comes out in sort of like small ways. It can come from either your peers or either those more senior than you that you'd rely on for help or for encouragement or or whatever. So I think there's been definitely times where I've been directed to certain content or certain um certain books or whatever because of like because of how I look and Mm. I think one of the ones that also stood out to me was I think I think this was like crazy because it came at a time where I was already going through it a little bit and um I got I like in such a short space of time I think a lot of comments on my voice and the way that I speak um which which was I think perhaps naive of me not to like consider but I think there's also this element that it's like it's multifaceted like it's people Mm. kind of scan for like where you're from who you are and then make judgments on how to interact with you and the and the fact of the matter is I think when it comes to like race or like or, or I think just generally like interacting with people who are different than you um you tend to like look for a common ground or um or you tend to find ways to relate to that people and I think if you haven't if like somebody has probably spent the majority of their life not in not ever interacting with a black person I think like that can be kind of shocking for the black person so um yeah so I think it was it's just been like a whole host of things and like trying to navigate that but then also trying to be compassionate um if like when people do show elements of ignorance as well and a lot of the time it is ignorance it's not blatant or outright like somebody's trying to offend you or trying to make a comment but a lot of the time the I think like the undertones of interactions are like very racially coded and it's very uncomfortable because if you don't want it if you confront that then you're confrontational and you fit into that stereotype as you mentioned and if you don't then you're once again like you're carrying a burden that was placed upon you in order to like navigate that situation so a lot of it isn't really fair to be honest but um but yeah it is but but that's just like that's just how it's been and I think in terms of like has it gotten better no I think yeah like if I'm being honest no yeah Hey, I know you're really enjoying this episode, but I quickly wanted to jump in and say, look, I know you have a desire to learn more about racism, uh, unconscious bias, microaggressions, or if you don't, you know some people that do, whether it's in your place of work, your educational institution, or generally with, you know, in your environment. So jump onto our website, strawberrywords.co.uk to check out our understanding microaggressions course uh, you know learn how to not um cause offense you know whether that's intentionally or unintentionally um, learn how to handle difficult conversations about race uh, and develop skills to positively counteract microaggressions we also have our time to talk about race course um, you know learn where there you can learn why saying i don't see race is a microaggression um, you can understand how systemic racism works um, understand terminology is it okay to say bame that sort of thing so check that out via the website strawberrywords.co.uk back to the episode yeah no I very much relate and agree with that and like even today I was having a conversation with one of my Indian friends and she was saying that she has on multiple occasions now and funnily enough the first time it happened she genuinely gaslit herself into thinking that it was like 
unintentional and just this person didn't know any better and if anything they were complimenting her but she was told that pe people have told her that they are shocked by the way that she speaks once they hear her speak for the first time because she comes across as so well spoken and they're shocked by that and it's such a blatant microaggression and I think there's such a thing that we do where we gaslight ourselves into thinking like oh was this intentional wasn't this intentional was there malice wasn't there and I think it's so important to remind ourselves that regardless of whether something is intentional regardless of whether it's just down to ignorance or not we do not deserve to be the victims of other people's like learning experiences or learning curves or their ignorance and so much of it does stem from a lack of respect as well as a lack of knowledge and I think that is definitely it's it's, it's very interesting and um I think that I also I think for me I experienced less othering I think that I was fortunate to find a really like mixed group of friends when I started but I think because of that I experienced way more microaggressions so because I was in and I think this ties into a whole chat on diversity and like whether the end goal is just diversity and we leave it at that because I think that even within diversity it's so important that the foundations of that diversity are compassion empathy understanding because what can happen then is that it can lead to such subtle traumas and they people describe microaggressions as death by a thousand cuts right because it is like those little things where maybe a friend just says something that seems a bit off or you and you're questioning it and it just grows and grows and I think that it's really important that if compassionate cultures are going to be created in all spaces that people become more thoughtful and that they lead with respect and with empathy and yeah I think that's a I think that's really important to for people to think about more tell us a bit about your placement as well because I'm really intrigued by that um so I'm assuming you're talking about my internship that I did this yeah so your internship um okay I think I'll start about how I got onto the internship because yeah. a lot of companies are doing this now and for students like me like it's life-changing so um for context um as I mentioned like I'm obviously black but I'm also working class right so um my father he drives ubers and my mum she's a care worker before that she was a cleaner so um, and they don't speak very good English either. And a lot of my friends, like from school, like had kind of similar situations as well, right? So, like the only people that I'd ever really interacted with, like apart from my doctors and my teachers, like I don't, I, I can't really name people like in my neighborhood and stuff who work in those like job, like those higher level kind of jobs, right? So, um, I come to uni now and like I think um something that was really on the forefront of my mind was like to kind of explore different careers because I was able to do that and so I signed up for a spring week with this company um and it was virtual at first so I wasn't able to like get a feel for it but at the end of the spring week um because of my full performance I was able to like convert that into a summer internship and then oh, off the back of that like you're able to get a job or not right so um I think um so in terms of the spring week the spring week was actually advertised and directed to working class black um yeah black students 
So, um, and when we, and when I got onto the internship, it wasn't just black students as well. It was like a whole host because obviously loads of people apply from loads of places. Um, but yeah, like the experience was really smooth. Like in terms of being othered, I didn't feel othered. Like they did a session on like diversity, inclusion, equity, um, which is like really big. And yeah, and I think there's all, there's always a feeling that comes like, oh, are these initiatives like superficial? Um, they, I think that's a discussion that perhaps we can shift to later. But I think for me, like I'm like, I, w I finished my internship now. I'm able to convert that into a job offer. That is actual life changing. Like it's social mobility, yeah. like at strip, strip to its core. Right. So um, in terms of my experience at, or my placement, um, it was really good. Like um, I was like, ha like overjoyed, like to see like the, uh, like the different faces and like the different people. And I think if you like looked, if like, and because it was in person, like I'd walk around the office and like, obviously there wasn't like as many black people proportionately as there was on the internship or, but like, um, um, as there was on the internship or like, um, as like other people of color as well. So, um, or even women generally as well. So, um, mm -hmm. So um, I think like that like obviously speaks to something, but um, but I think in terms of like my cohorts, like I did really feel like included, and um, and I think like once once we got there, like there wasn't much talk on like diversity, equity, inclusion. Although there, um, although I was lucky enough to actually work on a paper, and this happened by chance as well. Um but about like the firm's diversity equity and inclusion initiatives in organizational design so like I so like I was able to like kind of experience like even if it's just a smidge of it like what like what's really going on and what's being circulated so um and I think like especially coming from like the difference that is um I really did feel as if like like wow like like it, it can like an environment can actually feel like this and I'm sure that there's I was only there for a short period of time and I'm sure that there is so much more that can be done. I think it's like, it's such a small percentage. I think it's maybe like less than a percentage of like people hired in senior, like like, like partner level um, it, um, in like different types of like corporate jobs are, um, are black. And I'm sure like that is going to be, it's going to take a big push, but I think, um, I think the the first way to start is obviously like by top leadership, obviously doing these initiatives, hiring more black people, interviewing more black people, demystifying the process. Um, and also, I think just like facilitating a space for which like these discussions can happen, like where you can joke about your identity or where you can you can speak to your identity and you know that you're going to be not just listened to, but heard as well um so yeah so I think like um I've definitely like started with the positives and the reason why I'm pushing these positives to the forefront is because I know that there are a lot a lot of companies out there who are not doing that and I think yeah. if, if you if you read like any paper by the Sutton Trust where it discusses um I think class mostly but um or anything on like race in the UK like you'll see like why this is such a prominent issue so yeah no amazing it's so true though it's so so important and I think that one thing that I hate that I've been told before when things have happened when incidents have happened is oh but at least it's preparing you for the real world and I just refuse to accept that because that is not the world that I 
I'm planning on going into. That is not my world. That is not going to be my world. I'm not going to accept that. And I'm not going to assume that that is how I will be treated going forward. And because I think what that does as soon as I do accept that is it takes pressure off of organisations and workplaces that I'll be graduating into to not have to do better. And I think that we should always, always be striving and putting pressure on and pushing for all spheres, but especially professional spheres, to do better and to continue to to grow. Because ultimately, I, I, I don't know what world that is that people are talking about when they say it's preparing you for the real world, but I think for so many of us, that isn't our real world because a lot of the communities that we come from are so vibrant, are so loving, are so caring that when we go into spaces where we're not included, it is not reflecting our worlds and it's not reflecting that because there is such a division in where we've come from, where we feel so accepted and embraced and can be ourselves. And then we're going into spaces where we feel we have to be muted or we feel like we're not welcome there or that we are less valid or worthy of being in those spaces. So I think you raise such an amazing point and I think it's such a something that really needs to be pushed is definitely more things like that. So thank you so much for that. Um, so yeah going on to now then any standout moments that you have had so um yeah I think in terms of because I kind of like separated out like I think the microaggressions racisms whatever you want to call it um by like two groups right so by peers I think like by peers I think this happened in like the first term in which I was just settling in I was only at uni for a few weeks but I was with one of my friends who I'd made and we were at like a little get together and there was um, a white man who um, who comes across to us and he was clearly like a bit intoxicated, but you know, you can tell he wasn't like far gone. So um, he comes up to us and he says like, wow, like before asking for our names or anything, he, wow, are you guys twins. And then my friends and I, like, we just laugh and we say no. And mm -hmm. here's the thing, we look at each other because I think to us and to everyone else in the room, we clearly do not look alike. And I'm not even joking, this man, like, he keeps going on for, like, the sum total of five minutes about, like, how he can't believe, like, it's actually beyond his comprehension that we're twins. And we made it oh clear, we even moved across the room that, like, and, yeah. And I think that if, like, if if I was, like, and and just to reiterate me and this girl like we don't look alike we've got different skin tones different hair everything so when um so when he uh so yeah I was just thinking like you know if we were two white girls same hairstyle same outfit even like and we just said no like I think he would have stopped mm -hmm. so yeah so I think like that's like kind of an example of that peer racism as well I've also been told um that like like it, like somebody that they just can't believe that I made it together. Like they just can't oh, believe that. Oh gosh, don't get um, me started. Oh my god. <laughs> um, and in terms of like the racism that I've experienced from like my seniors, um, I I don't know if I'd call it like racism, but definitely like microaggressions. But yeah, I think um there have been points where myself, other black students, we've been sort of like picked upon picked up on in our supervisions just because perhaps we'd have a more interesting point about racism and blackness 
maybe um I think there was also a time where um and it feels tokenistic it was tokenistic and um and I think and I know that this person doesn't mean any harm but um another time where I felt definitely like quite weird was um there was an exhibition that I was attending and this person now walks in and I was speaking to the person who was holding the exhibition they were showing me the books and stuff and they turn to a page that has a British map and they say oh like you'd probably love this because it talks about like slavery and ra- like, like racism firstly I'm Somali like so so like my part like the part of my country really wasn't colonized by the British yeah and, and what and what does uh, like what does a flag of Britain have to tell me like why would that start speak out to me like so yeah so I think and those weren't the only instances I think it just goes on and on and on like like we could we could be talking for an hour we could be here all day I'll just close it there (laughs) honestly if the people can see me right now I was just smirking because said that because I could not I just cannot believe like the yeah the insensitivity and ignorance that is yeah that people are subjected to sometimes so that brings us to the end of part one of this episode and as you can hear there's there's lots in there there's there's lots um of experiences they have shared both positively and not so positively but you know the compassionate cultures podcast is about saying look you know um there's a way through this you know, let's have these conversations, let's hear these episodes and let's take the learning from it. So that again, they're never shame or blame um, episodes. That's not what we do, that's strawberry words. But let us know your thoughts. Let us know your thoughts on what um, you felt about the episode. So you can uh, do that by signing up to our, our newsletter on our website, strawberrywords.co.uk, or you can uh, link with us on uh, yeah, LinkedIn. We have a LinkedIn page, Strawberry Words. Uh, Twitter and we are also on Instagram again if you just search for strawberry words w-o-r-d-s thank you and that brings us to the end of this episode part two will be along shortly